welcome to Promoter the Podcast, which helps you. Blah, blah, blah. I'm going to start again. Hello, and welcome to Promoted the Podcast, which helps people get promoted and be great when you get there. I am your host, Felicity Fury, CEO and co founder of We Aspire, and I am joined by the amazing Renee Wooten, my fellow host, aerospace engineer, pilot, and professional speaker. On this podcast, we talk about promotion, and it could be how to get promoted into a more senior position or recognition in your work, in your industry. Hello, Renee, where are you calling in from today? What lands are you on? Hello, Felicity. I am calling from Burrigan Lands today up in the beautiful country town of Toowoomba. Um, it has been quite interesting, the weather here. We had severe thunderstorms last night, which woke me up very early, which, um, yeah, I haven't seen thunderstorms. I've heard them that loud in a very long time. So great start to the day. <laughs> so Welcome to Queensland. I'm calling for Gubby Gubby country uh, up here in Nambour. And I remember actually when... My husband and I were out in Kingaroy. Um, I'll have to find out what lands that is for next week. And he had his first big thunderstorm and it freaked him out. It was hilarious watching him because I grew up in Queensland. Yeah. <laughs> the sky was green, there was hail, and he was like cowering on the stairs. Uh, so the sun- thunderstorms can be pretty full on up here, which we're getting some here too. So can definitely relate. Welcome. This is Queensland weather. It's very hot. I think 36 degrees today. Um, so yeah, definitely feeling the heat inside absolutely yeah the humidity is um is uh just constant so yes only world but um super super excited to be here regardless amazing and today we are going to be doing an ask me anything episode and this question came into my dms during the week Uh, i've been traveling a lot as you know over the last couple of months and i caught up with a lot of people on my travels in person which was such an opportunity of being on an epic road trip And the question comes from an awesome engineer who said to me, she finds it easier to catch up with people that she knows. And she'd love to hear how you catch up with people who are new. And more importantly, to me at least, what do you talk about? Renee, you're a networker. How do you catch up? You're you're a hustler networker. I've seen you stalk people, <laughs> sit in jump seats, you see everybody. I'm, I know you catch up with people you know and you don't know. How how do you approach this? What do you talk about? Uh, I find it really interesting and like a, a good challenge, I suppose, that it kind of, it's the spice of life in that, you know, you never know who you're going to meet and what their life story is. And I think one key thing to remember is people love speaking about their story. And I think both science if you're comfortable in asking the right questions and you know spending that time actually listening to someone's story both people get it quite a lot out of it um i was commuting down to sydney last week and on my flight home from sydney um i sat next to this um ex-chef that had gone out and built this incredible um business that essentially equips kitchens with all the right equipment um, he's gone on to like buy all these incredible homes all around the country. He commutes from Adelaide to go to work to, you know, sell um, all of these appliances. And I just learned so much from this one individual, but it came from this curiosity that we both had in just having a conversation and, and getting to know each other. Um, so I can definitely appreciate when you're younger or depending on your personality type, very easy to just stay in your comfort zone to just speak to people that you know but 
at some point uh, or another, that person was somebody that you didn't know very well. So like all people, we start with, hello, who are you? Tell me your story. And I think one thing that is really nice is we kind of have this have this tendency in Western culture to straight away jump to who are you and what do you do for work? But actually in First Nations culture, it's all about what's your story? How did you get here today? Who are you? So what I love asking is actually the questions that we wouldn't typically ask. So the ones, the questions we would typically ask is what do you do for work? Uh, where are you off to today? Um, what have you studied at UDD or, you know, all those typical things. We're always looking for the resume or the qualifications or the job. Um, but I like to step out of why are you on a plane today? Where, where's home for you? Um, why are you traveling? Um, you know, understanding where people grew up or um, just getting to know them as a person uh, and, and their longer journey in life, Joe. Just... What about you, Flo? But you've actually stolen one of my favorite questions to ask people, whether it's a networking event or a barbecue, is what's your story? And that opens up a different mindset, I think, to be like, yeah, from what do you do? Where, yeah, that that kind of perspective. And you reminded me just then that when I was younger, I was so petrified of going to events by myself that I used to bring my best mate from uni and we were two female engineers, whether it was, you know, a structural engineering event or it was personal development or something on leadership, I would often bring her. And I remember the very first workshop I went to on my own, I was petrified. It was in a room of 150 people and we had to share with the person next to us. And I was freaking out. <laughs> it was a stranger. They were probably never going to see me again in my life. I can say they definitely haven't, but it was really scary opening up to a stranger. So it's definitely a skill that I think I've learned and developed over time. And I've absolutely reaped the rewards of it. Because often you don't know what people's story is or their background. And actually, just a few months ago, right before Christmas, I caught up with someone who uh, we had known each other in a professional sense for about six months. We were looking at collaborating um, with We Aspire and um, her organization. And we're just talking about, you know, what are you doing for Christmas? Oh, she's going back to her parents' place. Oh, where is that? Or northern New South Wales. Oh, okay, where in northern New South Wales? Oh, it's this like really small town near Bal- um, Ballina. Oh, I know Ballina. We used to go on family holidays whereabouts oh it's called Bronwater. oh i've been there oh my parents own the sugar farm uh, have a sugar farm there oh my gosh my dad worked in the sugar industry oh no way what's your dad's name i shared my dad's name she shared her dad's name i literally burst into tears because my father passed away 15 years ago her dad and my dad were really dear friends and I had no idea that this whole six months I was talking to Jim Sneesby's daughter. I was like, Kerry, what the heck? This is crazy. <laughs> and if I had it actually, and I thought, oh gosh, I'm not drilling this lady. But I was just genuinely like, oh, it's interesting. Oh, Bella and I like, oh, okay, what radio? I've yep. been to her family's house. She came to my dad's funeral. You know, she has been at my mum's house. Like, our mums have had cups of tea together. My mum knew all about her when I mentioned it. And yep. I, it was so, it was actually re- a really cool moment to burst into tears and be emotional in a business setting, which is, I'm not one to be a crier, as my husband definitely knows. And oh, it was such a cool moment. And it was just because I got curious about where this person grew up and now it kind of restored this connection and you know she had stories about my dad that I hadn't heard and it was just really really beautiful so I think asking people's story and yeah where do you come from like you said is is incredible 
Absolutely. I think that's so beautiful. And I think, you know, obviously asking the right question is one part of the puzzle as well. I think when we think about, you know, the different environments we can meet people and how we create those scenarios, that's also part of the parcel or part of the, the picture and being able to build a relationship with someone. So I think in this case, um, this person uh, wanted to understand how to meet new people uh, and then what to talk about with those people. So I think they're really great questions. It's really just understanding people's journey. Um, and then I think you can get really quite niche around, you know, asking if it's relevant to you around career or personal life, you know, getting really niche around those sorts of questions. But mm. what are the scenarios? Like how did you meet new people, Felicity? Oh, there's so many ways. I am a serial networker. Uh, one of my mentors has said that, yeah, I'm like ridiculous at networking, which I never really thought about. But I do think it is a bit of my superpower uh, is yet knowing people um, and it's made the biggest difference in everything that I've done. And one example that comes to mind was um, I was sharing about something I'm passionate about, getting more women into engineering. I'd just done one event about it, really had not done anything big. And I shared with, it was my coach at the time, his flatmate who happened to be an engineer. And he said, oh, this is really awesome. I think the executive manager of my company would be interested. It was QGC at the time. Yep. And I was like, she's not going to care about little old me. And he goes, no, no, I'll send her an email. I was like, dude, if you want to spend the time emailing, then you go for it. He did. And this person said, yes, I'll meet with you. And she has been my mentor for over 12 years. I just caught up with her in Melbourne uh, as part of my travels. And I've loved meeting with her. And she's connected me with even more amazing people. And it was a, a brand new conversation. And I think at the beginning of my journey, it was definitely just sharing, here's what I'm passionate about. I didn't really know how to build that relationship or have those kind of questions. And people can see that passion and then they can see, oh, here's how I could help or here's this other connection. And you just don't know who people know. Like I had no idea that my coach's flatmate knew this lady and not really even knew her. It was the, the big boss of the company. So I feel like it's anywhere. It can almost be hidden from your view. And the best way to meet really great people is by, as you alluded to, Renee, knowing your what you want and knowing where you want to go. And I feel like that is true for any meeting you want to have with someone. If it is your boss, if it's a new mentor, if it's a potential collaborator, knowing, okay, here's what I'm passionate about and here's kind of the vision that I have for that, then that helps people guide you and you've got something to talk about. The other thing I'll just add to that too is that it's not just about that for initial conversation, the vision. It's if you are speaking with someone, you do get advice or they get on board with what you're doing, taking that advice and following up. And that's the biggest learning I've learned from mentors is that Lots of people have ideas, but not many people actually follow through. And you can go so far in building that relationship with someone if you're able to demonstrate you took on their advice and whether it worked or didn't, following up and coming back to them and, you know, really demonstrating that you're taking action is is super powerful to build that relationship. How about that's you? Great. Yeah, that's such a great point, Felicity, because I think um, obviously connecting with people um, is half of the puzzle the other half is how do you maintain these sorts of relationships and generally if you find someone inspiring um, adds incredible value to your life gives great advice then it's really worth maintaining that relationship and most of the time if you're feeling that way that other person is feeling that way too so it's really mutually beneficial 
But I think some key call-outs around, well, how do you actually maintain those relationships? Um, you know, sometimes they're organic and you both reach out and can tee up a time and, um, you know, that might suit that relationship. But other times um, it might be reaching out and asking to catch up monthly and to put in time in your calendar. But then, uh, you know, what people really want to see is value-add and that the, the, the advice they're sharing um, and the time that they're spending with you, you're finding really beneficial too um, because that makes both of you feel great. So are you showing this person that you're taking on their advice uh, and how are you showing that they're really, you know, adding value to the decisions you're making, whether it's personal or professional? Yeah. And one of my mentors who I said was my best one is that, oh, I've got many. They're, they're all great. Any mentors listening, you're all amazing. You're all my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> one, one of <laughs> Yeah, they're all right. They're all good. Uh, what, she's a really busy CEO. And I literally would only meet her for one hour every year. So I said, I've known her for 12 years. I, you know, that is probably about 12 meetings that I've had with her, maybe a bit more. And wow. we, 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 were, we were in Melbourne, our car broke down, and we um, yeah, were traveling with our family. And I happened to have a coffee with her. The tennis was on. It was super hard to find accommodation. And she just said, hey, you can stay at my house. And I was thinking, What? I, that's so generous firstly also I have two very small children and we are very messy and we will take over your entire house and she said no problem that's great so probably I've gone from you know 12 years of having probably 12 hours then to 24 hours at her house which was incredible and there was her whole family was so welcoming but that really showed oh you can actually build a relationship with someone just having a one literally a one hour meeting once a year respecting that relationship um, and it doesn't have to look a set way there's certain seasons i think depending on what you need uh from different people that you can have those different rhythms and building relationships i agree and that really actually speaks to a point that i just thought of which is uh, you know this person that asked the question made the first statement that it's easier to catch up with people that you know and i completely agree with that but what i would then say to you is what if the people you know aren't the people that you want to be spending time with what if those people aren't going to add value or help you get to the next career goal or personal goal or give you the perspective or advice that you need to actually, you know, live and breathe the life that you really want to create? Um, so I think that it's worth the challenge and overcoming that barrier to connecting with new people in order to continue to add to the life that you want to create. Um, and, you know, there's so many um, pieces of research out there around, you know, you are the makeup of the top five people that you spend time with. So are those top five people the people you want to be? Do they reflect the values, the goals, the life that you want? And if they don't, then you have a bit of work to do. And that means overcoming those social um, anxieties and pushing the barrier to make sure that you are continuously pushing yourself and building new skills and new capability perspective um, to create that life that you want. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm giving you the preamble to the chat we we're having um, on LinkedIn when this message came through. Uh, this person actually said that one of their New Year's resolutions was to actually be proactive in building new relationships. And yeah. I think that's great that they've got that mindset on it. And I'm so surprised when it actually comes to people reaching out. And I pretty much think every single talk I give, I say, hey, reach out to me. The amount of people, and and you think, oh, I'm, I'm someone who's really busy. Can I say that? Like, reach out to me and I will follow up. 
the amount of people that actually do follow up is so small. I can it's so true, isn't it? Right. Yeah, let's catch up. And the same is for really senior people as well. And one of our mentors who we have in um in our programs, he used to be one of the like very very senior execs at uh, Lend Lease. Uh, he's been at Blue Scope, you know, really big engineering companies, and he says. Currently, he has no one that he's mentoring because no one reached out to him. And that is just shocking because he's incredible. And you'd be so surprised at when you, you know, do reach out to the people at that level, they do actually have time for you because they, you know, if they, if they don't, they're not the right kind of, rather, not the right kind of person to speak with. But they want to give back and it actually becomes a win-win. That's been one of the biggest surprises that I found is that when you say, ask people what are you passionate about what's in or even what's important to you and why is that important to you then you can start to align on common goals that this exec i've been speaking about in this podcast she is really passionate about getting more women into engineering and stem so by her meeting with me and introducing me to her network that she spent her entire career building it actually is a win-win and this goes for every single mentor that i've got a good relationship with i'm actually helping them because I've got the time, the energy, and and the resources to go speak to girls about ensuring regional and remote communities. They're a busy exec. They don't have the time to do that. So it's really cool. I think what I've seen is when you start to meet new people, find out what's important to them, and then see how you can actually partner with your resources. Have you found that as well, Renee? Yeah, absolutely. Uh this conversation's taking me to um, a Netflix doco that I'm watching at the moment, which is um, those that live to 100. So it's about centenarians and how you actually, or what are the top five kind of key contributors to people making it to 100. And volunteering and supporting each other is one of the key themes that come out of all of these pockets of centenarians that live across the world. So if uh, if that's justification enough, really what that's pointing out to you is that you're not a burden to other people by asking for help, by spending people's time and giving um, people the opportunity to share advice with you. I think um, it's so mutually beneficial to your point. Um, you know, it really does um, provide a great sense of happiness um, to the person that's able to assist as well. Um, so reach out to people, ask those questions, build your networks because um, it's really mutually beneficial and neither of you are going to be hurt by um, by asking that question and getting that support. So Absolutely. And it's a really good point you made. You just reminded me, go prepared. I think that is so under underestimated the amount of prep required and i've met with a lot of ceos and i go in hugely you know obviously google them before see if there's any latest news them, research you know strategy of their company what's happening not that i'm going to know you know in depth at all about their company or organization but i can kind of get a taste or a flavor usually all that prep goes completely out the window for those new meetings and we often talk about something different but i had the confidence to be in those meetings because i have actually done the prep and really understanding what's important to the other person. I, I think I can't overstate that enough. One kind of go-to question I love to ask, especially if it's someone who's new or someone that I haven't established that relationship with yet, is I ask them, thank you so much for meeting today. I'd love to know why you said yes to meeting with me. And often the answer to that question is going to completely change how I'm going to respond. Actually, I'd say not often, every single time is going to change because I get more insight into them. And it's often really surprising. I've had CEOs say to me, oh, I've got two young daughters and you reminded me of them. 
that answer, do not laugh, but I go, aha, that is my in, okay, how can I help them help their daughters? So that I think is a powerful question. Have you got any kind of go-tos besides your, your story questions, Renee, that you like to ask people, particularly new ones? Um, I think it's really dependent on the situation. So to your point, being prepared, that's for really great formal mentoring or you've got a meeting coming up and you know that you're going to meet someone new. Whereas, um, you know, if you're just, you just happen to be at a networking event and you're not sure who you're going to meet, um, I think I always fall back to just what is your story? Who are you? Um, why did you come today? What motivated you? Uh, you know, and it's also just being curious and really actively listening. I think it's one thing to sit there and ask the question, but if you're not actually looking at that person and really investing in their time and their story, then there's no point in even asking the question because people will see that you're disingenuous or you're not engaged and you're not actually mm-hmm. listening. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm really intentional that when I'm having these conversations and asking these questions, I'm giving a lot of eye contact. Um, and I'm being, I'm engaged. I want to be there and I'm showing them that through my body language. Yeah. yeah. And the perhaps an interesting one too, and where you just said, I think points to it is you might not know who you're going to meet. So you might not know how to prepare, particularly for a networking situation like you just described. So Sometimes the prep can be, what are my goals? And also, you know, what do I want to present myself as or portray yeah. myself to? So you yeah. can kind of be prepared in any situation. I think networking events are actually, depending on your context, I know often people don't like them. I am one of those strange people who love them. It's a great way to test things out. So recently I went to one, uh, It was there was about 300 people there. I knew maybe two. And so I still started testing out different pictures. I was like, I'm Felicity. Here's what I do. This is our organization and try different things to see what resonated with people. Yeah. Maybe about it like an opportunity. Um, yeah. It's really powerful. And, and often if it's a networking event that I you know don't want to be at or I'm a bit bored, I, I don't know if you did this, Renee, but I make up games. And one of my favorite games is, especially if I think it's going to be a really boring networking event, is how long can I go in a conversation with a person until they ask me a question about myself? It's yep. a very good time for a lot of people. Such a good social experiment. I love that. Um, and actually, as you're speaking through this, um, I absolutely do the same thing. I treat conversations with new people as a social experiment to see what sort of person they are because I think the, those sorts of opportunities unveil a lot about a person and their values. So how engaging are they? How many questions do they ask in return if I'm sitting there asking questions? Um But also I think one kind of takeaway uh, from this conversation too is how do you exit a conversation that you don't want to have? So you say that, I'm getting questions and then you're like, oh God, I don't want to be around this person. I don't love their story. I don't like their character. What do you do? What do you do? Yeah. So I would say, so you you need to be polite, but also you need to be... um, I suppose, like, graceful in your exit. So um, let's say that this person has completely contradictory values to you. You're just not there. You don't want to spend any more time getting to know this person. Um, I would, if you're in a networking situation, it's so easy. If you're like, it was so fantastic to meet you. Um, have a lovely night. I'm going to go, I'm going to leave uh, and go and meet some other people. So enjoy your night and just don't give them the opportunity, I suppose, to ask a question as to why you're leaving. <laughs> Um, please that conversation down. Um, 
Other times, it's really tricky. I would say, like, if you're on a plane sitting next to someone and you don't want to know anything more, um, I guess, like, if you have a book with you or, you know, you've got a podcast or something, you could just say, hey, listen, um, so lovely speaking with you, but I actually have a bit of work to do. Sorry to interrupt. Um, I'm going to have to get back to it. So people don't feel like it's them. Um, it's like you have reasons to have to leave. Yeah. And I think oh, probably in the takeaway. <laughs> what about when I'm so glad you mentioned this. I am so one that wants to go. I just need to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. Oh my god. Yeah. And then um and then I'm like, oh no, it's like it's come out of my mouth before I and then oh, I didn't want to say that. Oh, I just reacted. Uh although, you know, I'll go get a drink. I'm just gonna go get a drink. And then they go, Oh great, I'll come with you. And you're like, No, I really wait for the conversation. I should have my yes, yeah, me. That's my yes. Sorry, it can mean just something you're not actually prepared to do, which comes back. Exactly. <laughs> That's not a gut reaction. I have been guilty of that for sure at network. Don't worry, me. One, <laughs> one that I do love is, and I, this is another game I play at networking events because I want to make sure it's worth my time. So I go, I'm going to meet, I want to meet five new people tonight. And so I have literally said to people at networking events, I'm playing this game tonight to meet five new people and I'd love, you know, really enjoy this conversation, but I really, you know, want to make sure I win my game tonight. So I'm going to go meet some more people and people have actually been okay with that to my surprise. And I know this answer, um, but it can be really tricky and awkward when you're trying to exit the conversation. And yeah, if you're, um, you know, trying to, especially if you're trying to be subtle about leaving and then go, oh, I'll let you go. I've taken up so much of your time. You probably want to meet other people. And then they go, no, 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 this is great. And then I go, oh, damn it. That was my opportunity to leave. And I'm sad. Yeah. So anyone listening, if you have good exit networking strategies, please let us know. Clearly I'm failing in this area and need some improvement. Absolutely, write them in. But I think <laughs> we've covered so much ground. Um, we do hope that today's discussion has really helped um, the person that's wrote into us today. So, is it easier to catch up with people that you know? I would love to hear how you catch up with new people, and more importantly, to me at least, what do you talk about? It's been a great opening question. We've covered a lot of ground. If you have a question, write into myself or Renee. Stalk us on LinkedIn. We would love to answer your questions. Thanks, Renee. I've learned a lot about you today. I'm going to have to go watch some more Netflix and learn about how to live to be 100 years older. This has been an excellent conversation. We'll see you in the next episode. As always, thanks for listening.